Hello there and welcome to the Bunkerzilla Film Raw here at Bunkerzilla UK. It's the place where we digest the latest movie news and movie reviews. And it's a very special edition today because we are going to be talking about one film and one film only. But it's going to be kind of like a instant sort of reaction podcast today uh, because uh, I think we do need some time to digest the film we're about to talk about. Um, I've completely forgotten that I should be introducing who we are. (laughs) (laughs) I am, of course, Ian Bolton, and I'm joined, as always, by my cinematic partner in crime. It is Christian R. Allen. Hello, Christian. Hello, Ian. Hello. We are now, we are doing this special little broadcast from the lovely, quaint, sort of cosy environment that is Christian's kitchen. Yeah, not only is this my kitchen, it's also my living room, uh, uh, dining room, uh, (laughs) bathroom, um, antechamber. It's like, um, yeah, because this this is a a studio masonette, I believe is the best way to describe it. Ooh, so swanky. (laughs) So elegant. And for for the benefit of people not seeing this, because this is audio, uh, I can actually stand up without hitting the ceiling. Yeah, that's the best thing about it. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to put on the uh, bl- the uh, shade on the light because um, I'm too short. It's uh, <laughs> I need two of me's. In fact, why don't why don't I get on your shoulders, stand on your shoulders, and then and fix it up whilst we talk about Tenet? That sounds like a challenge, <laughs> which we're not going to do. <laughs> but um, yes, why don't we get straight down to business? We are, of course, talking about Tenant. And if you don't know what Tenant's all about, here's a clip. All I have for you is a word. Tenant. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Use it carefully. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. I'm not saying I'm getting here. No. Something worse. I gather you have an interest. Russian national. Mike, bring me in. You really want to know? He can communicate with the future. Time travel? No. Inversion? Name it and pull the trigger. You're shooting the bullet. You're catching it. I've seen too much. Well, we'll try and keep up. Right, this is the 11th movie by Christopher Nolan, and it stars John David Washington as a man in, just known as the protagonist, who is sort of drawn into a secret agency to help save the world from total annihilation at the hands of of Kenneth Branagh. Um, and that's all I'm going to tell you about this because <laughs> I, I think the best way to experience this is going knowing very little. Obviously, there's a lot of timey-wimey stuff going on, which we will touch on briefly. Um, but like we said, we're not, going to, we're not going to go too heavy into the film on this little edition of the podcast. Our next episode, we're going to have a bit more of a, a focused and a bit more refined look at the film because um, we, both myself and Christian said, we need to see this film again. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I'm. <laughs> there were several moments in this film where my brain just kind of. Well, I think I started bleeding profusely out of my ears at one point. <laughs> Is that because of the IMAX sound? 
Yeah, it was actually the IMAX trailer. You know, this, uh, this I didn't before the film actually started. It was like it just reminded me of the T A. Is it THX back in the day? George Lucas's sound. You know. Mm. Actually, we should probably cut that because that's probably copyrighted. And jo- you know what George Lucas is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, have, I haven't been on a screen that does a THX introduction. I remember the day of the D- uh, DTS where they had like the strings and the vi- and the, like the piano strings and go. Um, or something like that. I, I can't do it properly. Um, but yes, we went to see Tenant in the IMAX down here in Southampton. And uh, I think the first thing to say is if you can see it on IMAX, go see it on IMAX because it's a very, te- it's visually, it's a very impressive film. Yeah, this this is a film. I, I I mean, we've been talking on the podcast for about a month now, whether or not this film's actually going to be released this year. And um, I'm, I'm glad... It felt like the right time, actually. I mean, there was enough people there to sort of justify its existence in the cinema. Um, and I completely agree with you. It's a cinema film. You you should watch this in the cinema first. Mm. Um, reminded me in a similar way to... Not not just an Inception, but felt, felt, um, reminded me of Gravity, um, which I... I I'd be interest, interested to see whether or not Tenet works on a home, on a home screen, mm. um, on home media. So, but I'm, I'm going to buy it anyway. I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert, I was very impressed by this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I do go and see it in the cinema safely if you can. Mm. Obviously, if you can't for whatever reason, then, you know, I, I can't see this film dropping out of the cinema anytime soon. In fact, I'll be surprised if they, there's a home edition available even at christmas yeah um i think i was I, I think we were talking about this before we went into the screening where this is obviously being seen as one of the big the big films to hopefully bring cinema back up after obviously coronavirus and all that sort of stuff and yeah i i noticed just as much as you did that for a full 30 screening in the afternoon there was a good amount of people coming to see this film um and i think that i think that's that's a good sign hopefully it's a similar scene across cinemas in the uk as well um but yeah i think we should i think we should just generally go with our initial gut reactions to this film um and i think you you've already sort of touched on it because you've kind of said you're going to buy it regardless because you you, you, <laughs> cl- you clearly were happy with the film um because i because in the run-up because some of the reviews have already come out from guardian from total film and from uh, empire and, the, and there was kind of mixed messages obviously most most were saying it's a very technically sound movie it is technically brilliant in its level um but some people are a little bit unsure about the story about whether or not it had a sort of emotional core to it or whatever um for me uh, i went in with based on kind of i haven't read those I've read, I, I haven't read too heavy into those reviews it's just kind of i just gauged the general sentiment before going into the film um so i, I think my bar was set a little bit lower than normal um but in all honesty i i was grinning and laughing like very happy I was a very happy sort of man child at the end of this film because I really like this film yeah it's it's very clever um at no point does it condescend to its audience it treats its audience like people who will understand this film I mean I I still need to watch it one more time to sort of just to kind of fully immerse myself in the story because it is it's quite complex um but it's it's intelligent in a way that's not alienating um, and the the cleverer the film gets, the more satisfied I found myself. Mm. Um, you know, it was a 
You, you can tell when a film is trying to be clever and you can tell when a film is clever and this film is clever and it, it, is, it is a satisfying roller coaster. <laughs> um, the, the use, the way the film uses time um, is fascinating and like, like I said, we won't go into, into it too much detail but it is quite reminiscent of um oddly enough of all the time traveling films i can think of it's, it seems more in line with uh, say um harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban than like say terminator mm. um um and um I, I liked that film's use of it as well and the novels as well i i it's um yeah they're um <laughs> it's hard to talk about this I don't want to give too much away about this film because I agree with you. I think you need to go in blind to an extent. I, I, haven't, I didn't even see the trailer for this, um, <laughs> which is an amazing feat, I know. But um, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. Whether or not... I think the, out of all of Nolan's canon of work, I think this is going to be compared to Inception. Mm. It feels very much like a companion piece to Inception in a way. I'm not sure if this... This hits the emo- me. It didn't hit me on an emotional level the way Inception did, mm. and I think Ince- I found Inception probably because it was the first film like that. It was also the first film I saw in IMAX. Um, I, I found Inception a bit more breathtaking. However, that's, <laughs> that's not taken away from this. I mean, I, I don't think there is a bad Christopher Nolan movie. Mm. Um, even after watching Tenant, and um, whether or not it's the best Christopher Nolan movie, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's part of that conversation. But it's still a brilliant Christopher Nolan movie, and I do thoroughly recommend it. In terms of uh, just touching on what you've just said there about obviously not sort of sort of casting as whether or not it's one of his best films at the moment. Do you think it's going to? depend on how the film ages in a couple of years because I mean because I watched Inception at the cinema about two weeks ago and it's it still held up quite well today even even the the visual aspects of the film even the whole sort of film itself from a visual standpoint didn't look dated it it still it, it still looked like it was a film that came out yesterday I don't think any of Nolan's movies have really dated at all to be honest not since not since Batman Begins mm. um, at least yeah, because again, because I watched Dark Knight on 4K about a couple of months ago, and again, that film looked like it could have been filmed yesterday. Yeah. And I think that was it's probably a testament to obviously the filmmaking techniques that Nolan was bringing into the into the films at the time. But the, especially looking back at these films of Nolan's films, they're they're yeah, the topics and that may change throughout time. I mean, obviously, we had so many more Batman films. I mean, we've got The Batman with Robert yes. Patterson coming up soon, which we'll talk about probably, probably in the next um, episode. The trailer for that looks really, really good. I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's a quality of, of Nolan as a filmmaker is even though these films have come out over a, a decade plus years, they're still holding up very, very well. Yeah, and I, I think I think it is his love for the craft that has, has helped that. Um, I don't feel like there's a particular cynical edge in his approach at all, unlike... I'm not going to mention names, other more prominent filmmakers. Um, there is a, clearly a, a, a love and appreciation and a passion for cinema. Mm. And if you can hear that, that is my stomach rumbling because I'm about to have an Indian <laughs> to celebrate my mum's birthday. But um, yeah, um, what was my point before my stomach started going crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, he... his, his passion, yeah, yeah so like, that, that certainly resonates through. 
Uh, it's it's like if you li- if you're listening to a band who are clearly enjoying themselves, you'll enjoy it as well. Mm. You you can tell when people are just going through the motions, and mm. I don't feel like Christopher Nolan's got to that point at all. I mean, just briefly look, reading onto this film, he's been working on this for about twenty years, um, and I could see why because I, I, if I was to write the script for this film, I, I need to read the script actually because I need to I need to work out how he wrote this because my I would just start bleeding from my eyes <laughs> if I wrote like there's several scenes I just thought to myself. <laughs> How do you spell? Uh? <laughs> I think I think you write it U H H and a question mark and maybe an exclamation mark and then another question mark. I'm not sure. Um, no, you you're right. This is a this is a filmmaker who is clearly enjoying his craft, and I think one of the strengths of this film, without a shadow of doubt, is the is the physical presence throughout this film of just practical real practical sort of film work because there's there's rarely anything in this film that feels like it is fake cgi or mm. stuff like that and basically it is it's astonishing it yeah. really is yeah the, the the actual going back to the technical craft the, the the special effects are phenomenal and it is quite clear that he's um the, the the time travel element is very convincing, and, and because it's clearly been um, choreographed in real life, there's it doesn't feel like oh, I'd imagine there's an element of CGI throughout the film, but it just most of the film feels very practical. Um, the the action sequences, some of the some of the explosions, um, the way it's incorporated into the time travel element is truly phenomenal. Like I, I have not seen the use of practical special effects like this before. And um, <laughs> I hope this film, get, if, if it doesn't do well at the Oscars, I hope it gets like a few technical nods at, in the lead, at, at least, because this this film, whether or not whether or not it's going to captivate as much as some of his pre- previous work, I, I don't feel. I hope it does. I mean, it certainly affected me um, positively. Yeah, in, in terms of the terms of like its uh, special effects, it's certainly earned its place as you know, a real milestone movie. And mm. um, I think one of the, the 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 staggering things with this film, um, and they they show this in like a behind the scenes stuff. If you've gone to see Inception at the cinema, you would have definitely seen this sort of ten minutes sort of sizzle reel. Um, they show you the lengths they're going to to achieve this sort of time time effect going forward and backwards. They are filming fight sequences in forward motion, so the actors do it forwards. And then they're being trained to film it again, but in reverse. They're not just reversing, they're not just put, pausing the footage and going, now play it backwards. It's not like, just, it's like, it's like you would immediately think, oh, they just found it in Adobe Premiere and just kind of went, reverse clip. It's like, no, no, they have actually gone to that length. And it, it just, I mean, in certain moments, I mean, there's one or two flight sequences that go through that sort of forward and backwards motion. It just makes it really authentic, and it also makes it really thrilling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I found it, my jaw dropped about three or four times, and the um, and I'm glad they didn't just go for the easy route. I thought that would have been easy in itself. <laughs> but I, I think if if it had been obvious that they were cheating and they were just playing the footage backwards, mm. I don't. You would have known that, and I think that would have taken something away from the movie because because they've. <laughs> they've really done this they've they've played with like reverse acting and like and, um, and manipulating the footage that way you really do appreciate it as you're seeing it and it feels it feels more it feels more realistic than if they had just played it backwards which would have been technically authentic okay so that's generally our 
as generally our sort of initial kind of thoughts on the on the practical element of it. Let's talk about cast because again, there's a really good cast here. We've got John David Washington, son of Denzel, as our as our protagonist. Really, really charming protagonist. He's charismatic. I really yeah. enjoyed him in this. No, I agree, and he, you know, he works very well with the rest of the cast as well. In particular, Robert Patterson. Um, their chemistry is great, and he he's good as well. I mean, I was quite delighted because I, I haven't really seen much of him mm. outside the Twilight movies, to be honest. And um, watching him, him in this has given me more faith in the Batman project as well. Yeah, I I do like the the bromance of Washington and Patterson. It it, it, it for most of the film it becomes like a bromance of we're going to do this together. Okay, how are we going to do this? Well, we're going to get a plane, or we're going to get all these trucks, and we're going to sort of pincer in this sort of thing here. Yeah, and it's just kind of like you just imagine these are like two mates that are just kind of just just enjoy planning these daring escapades of espionage to achieve their um, to achieve their tasks. You've also got Elizabeth Debicki as as uh, as the main female lead in this as the uh, estranged wife of our villain played by Kenneth Branagh and Kenneth Branagh is very very nasty in this film yeah I was I was, ple- I was pleasantly surprised um just how intimidating he, ca- he came across because um especially after enduring unhinged several weeks ago like uh, it's always nice to see like um sort of like an Oscar um caliber actor who's known for other roles actually being quite intimidating and like um, so yeah, it's he, he's very he's very convincing throughout. Um, he doesn't even have his Russian accent doesn't even feel that dodgy to be honest, which is nice. Um, kudos as well to the tiny little Michael Caine cameo. I, I think at this point he is basically Christopher Nolan's lucky egg. Mm. It's just like get him on set, rub his head, and the film would be good. I, yeah, it's just like Michael Caine only does appear in one scene, but it's it's still quite a memorable one. He's just he's just having the time of his life in the film. He's just going, hello, I'm Michael Caine. I'm here to tell you you need to do this and do that. And uh, yeah, I'm also having a very nice tidy lunch as well. It's not too bad. Um, I, I, I did, I, I criminally overlooked Elizabeth De, uh, De Becky there. Um, no, Elizabeth De Becky's a really good actress. She's had some really good turns in stuff like Widows. I watched Widows last weekend. Um, and that's Steve McQueen's sort of uh, heist drama. Yeah. And she's really, really good in that. Um, but no, she, she's a very, very competent female lead in this. Um, again, really sort of engaging, sympathetic character. Uh, obviously, you can understand why uh, Washington's character is trying to kind of save her from the Kenneth Branagh uh, evil man extraordinaire role. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a decent cast. The, the action set pieces are just on another level, to be perfectly honest. This is basic, when people say Christopher Nolan's doing an action movie, he generally is doing an action movie here. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's, like, I, it's like we said earlier, we need to watch this again to really kind of ground down some of the more details so my big recommendation to you listeners is go out this bank holiday weekend go and watch tenant obviously if you're a u.s listener obviously the film's not coming out until i believe september 4th so you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer but trust me it will be worth it um so if you go go out watch the film uh, when we do our next proper uh, episode um do let us know your thoughts we would like to sort of We'd like to get a general uh, consensus across the film whether people are really enjoying this film, or is this like the, this is the film to kind of help cinema back as well? I think it, I think it is. I think the film is definitely, definitely need uh, cinema's definitely needed this film, and um, and yeah, I mean yeah, it, it's not it's not the savior. It, I don't imagine it going to be an uber saver, but you know what? If you want something entertaining, you are not going to go wrong with ten. Um, so if you're very familiar with Nolan films, you'll be probably at home here. If you're a little bit unsure, 
Um, I think you will enjoy it for the, the visual aspect. I think you'll probably enjoy the action quite a bit. Um, I, but yeah, I think from a story point of view, I think we're going to have to, like I said, we need to watch this again to really digest it. Because there were times it was like, I was kind of more gawping at the action sequences and the the sheer the sheer sort of gall of certain segments. And just rather than kind of focusing on the story, you're just kind Again, it's like there was. I think I was looking at you in the auditorium a couple of times. There were a couple of times where your jaw was literally <laughs> hanging, and I think vice versa is here because, like I said, at the end when the end credits were playing, um, I was just grinning ear to ear. I really. It's like in the moment, my, my gut feeling is I really, really like this film. Um, I think I, it's like I keep saying I need to see it again. I just need to see it again. I don't have time to see it right now because it's a very long film. It's about, but it doesn't two feel that long. Hours. It doesn't. Two and a half hours doesn't yeah. feel it. Doesn't feel it. But, but um, no, I really need to see this film again. I still recommend this film regardless at the moment. Just, just go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's it's simple. Just go watch Tenant, and then we'll have a bit more of a grounded conversation. I think I'm just coming out of a high of really enjoying this film. So what we're saying, two stars, three stars then, or mm. five? Right. Yeah, it's definitely a five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think at the moment the provisional. I think the provisional rating at the moment from uh, from just it's like I said. I think there are certain bits that it does better than others. Um, it's like it's like you were saying, Christian, about Inception's emotional core. I think the emotional core isn't there as prominent. I think it's more of a it's more of a the threat is to everyone rather than just yeah. one person. So the stakes aren't personal. Well, they, they tried to rectify, again, I won't reveal too much, but they, they, they tried to rectify that in um, the protagonist's sort of personal journey with, especially in relation with Kat. Mm. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it, it doesn't really, I think it's a fair observation that this film is, is a bit colder. Mm. I mean, I, I don't prescribe to the view that Christopher Nolan movies are cold. I just, I think they're very emotional, just in a different way um, than, than we're used to. Um but this this one is probably the the colder of his movies. But is that somewhat, is that really much of a problem when the rest of the movie is so revolutionary in terms of its um, sort of cinematic impact? Mm. Uh, I don't think so. I, I feel like I think that's just nitpicking. Mm. Um, no, could this film be better? Possibly, but <laughs> I'm I'm reviewing the film as it is, and I think it's a bloody good movie. Mm. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I think that's a, that's well observed. Really well observed. It's yeah. I mean, the, it's like it's like we've said before. There are no but generally bad Christopher Nolan films. Certain films do certain bits better than than others. So it's like if you compare this to Inception, I think Inception has the emotional stakes yeah. a lot higher than Tenant. But if you look at the action and you look at visually putting a film together, they're both. It's like at times Tenant soars higher than inception and again it's i think it's just that nice idea of originality or it's just like it's just it's not a generic it's not a generic way of presenting certain films like action or heist movies or comic book movies and that's i think that's one of the best things about Nolan is he takes something that should be normal and then tries to do something original with the idea to make it different and make it more compelling yeah absolutely he's pushing boundaries and this this film feels quite unique i can't really i mean this, this, this if i if i sat down and thought about this clearly there would be clearly influences on this film but i can't think of anything like this at the moment <laughs> <laughs> 
he's all time. He's all timey wimeyed out. Oh. But yeah, well, uh, let's draw things to a close here. So basically, bottom line at the moment is our, our current star rating is going to be five for this at the moment. Um, but we would love to hear your thoughts on this when we have our more concise sort of more drilled in review of Tenant. Do let us know. Email us at filmraw at bunkerzilla.co.uk or even leave us, leave us a comment on Facebook or Twitter. Just hashtag, uh, not hashtag, at Bunkerzilla UK on Twitter, Bunkerzilla UK on, on, on Facebook as well. We, like I said, this is, I think this is one of the, the nice things about when a big, big picture film like this comes out. It's not, obviously it's like, yes, we have Marvel movies coming out and yes, we'll have like big Disney films and Pixar films and, and all that sort of and DC films come out. But this is some, but the, the nice thing sometimes about film conversation is when it is something that is different. It's like, it's something we may have seen before, but it's done in such a different and unique way. It's, it's always interesting to see how people engage with it and how the discourse unfolds really um so yeah and, and that's and that's why i i would love to hear from you guys or we would both like to hear from you guys because I mean, it'll be it'll be really really good so when we are coming back uh back to twitch and i think next week uh you can always watch us every wednesday 7 30 on twitch for a live video podcast don't worry if you listen to us just in an audio format we do appear as well on podcast platforms just after the show and uh, yes yeah, so um next episode we are going to <laughs> we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of tenet but we're also going to talk about the new mutants as well which is coming out well i think it's on previews this bank holiday weekend <laughs> i thought this film had been cancelled I, I i didn't realize it was finished <laughs> well i think um it, it, this film was like what filmed two two and a bit years ago <laughs> yeah yeah, um, I, I guess it was the it was an attempt at a, a new generation of mutants, but obviously the um, the uh, X Men cinematic universe is dead now because of obviously the Disney acquisition, and there are already rumours that the MCU will slowly be incorporating their own iterations of the uh, X Men. It'd be interesting. It'd be nice to see Wolverine in the yellow spandex. <laughs> That's my dream, at least. But I have to say, I saw the trailer for um, I saw the trailer for New Mutants when I went to see Unhinged, and it it looks alright. It looked more like a horror film rather than a um, more more than a superhero film. It's like a it's like a group of young kids who are who are also classed as mutants who are kind of like in a mental institution, and uh, when they find out that they're kind of being creeped upon by these sort of really scary monsters, they kind of think, well, it's time to learn how to use our powers. So it's, uh, yeah, again, if you guys manage to see uh, New Mutants, do let us know your thoughts about it. Because um, I'm going in knowing, it's like, I know the basic plot, but it's like, I'm kind of going in with a very, very low bar. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm expecting a brilliant Deadpool cameo. <laughs> I hope that happens. Oh, come on, Ryan, pop up. Just pop up there now and then. Anyway, until next time, we are going to finish up. Thank you much for listening. If you go and see Intenant, hope you enjoy it. Do let us know your thoughts. I have been Ian Bolton, and I'm joined as always by Christian R. Allen. Goodbye. And keep it cinematic. Let's just have the end credit music now.